When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's lesson, we'll be learning all about podcasting. Hey, hey, what's going on, my fellow and future millionaires? Welcome to the Millionaire University Podcast, where you learn the skills to pay the bills and then some. I've still got a cold, but I couldn't wait to record this intro because we are literally moving out of our house tomorrow. And the same day this episode gets published, our family will be in an airplane to begin our nine month journey around the world. For today's lesson, I am joined with podcasting expert, Eric Fisher, as we teach you the secrets, tips, and tricks to start, monetize, and grow a podcast of your own. Eric has been doing podcasting longer than anybody I know. And this episode is jam packed with podcasting gold. This is actually the second part of an interview that I did with Eric, where we first talked about productivity secrets. And then we got into this lesson, which was around all things podcasting. So if you didn't catch the other episode, be sure to give that one a listen as well. In that episode, I mentioned that I didn't have my microphone on during the interview, which is pretty awkward considering we were talking about podcasting and audio quality. But what you gonna do, huh? I actually just wanted you to see the contrast of what a good microphone sounds like versus speaking directly into your computer. So let's get to it, shall we? Without any further ado, I give you Professor Podcasting himself, Eric Fisher. All right, podcasting. Should we do a little mini masterclass on podcasting? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love podcasting so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. So should we start with like, I mean, the, the microphone, I see you're using the Heil PR40, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm using the Heil PR40. That's what I got started with, or at least what I started beyond the to-do list with. Previous to that, I was using, I, I, I think a DMX something or other, had one or two of those. And, if, you know, when my friend of mine and I were doing the comedy podcast, we'd leave it set up in a spare bedroom at his place and, and we'd go home to his place during our lunch hour and record and then just turn it around and put it out. And man, that was fun. <laughs> it was easier days. What do you recommend for like someone who, because a Heil is like, what, 300 bucks or a little kind of expensive? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, you don't have to have a three to $400 microphone to start. Um, this was something that actually I got in a partnership deal that I was doing with Heil. So Ooh, nice. yay for me, yeah, awesome. a friend of mine and I were able to partner with that and do that. And it was awesome. And, and Heil's great people, but I would say there's, there's lots of different microphones. I'm trying to think the ATR 2100 is one of them that's out there. That's like 60 bucks. Nice. And honestly, I've taken that with me to conferences yeah. and done like an ad read in my hotel room. Awesome. Just very carefully not to like, you know, sound way too off from my normal sound, yeah. but you have to get a microphone. You cannot start with 
recording into your iPhone. Although with some software out there right now, like Descript, where you throw it into studio sound or Adobe has a version where it takes the echo out and it beefs your sound up. Sometimes I will run a guest through that because <laughs> on their end, they are using just open air headphones or something. So, but yeah, I, I highly suggest uh, one using decent enough headphones. Again, 30 bucks, something like that. You want to be able to hear yourself as you're recording. Otherwise, you don't really know what you're getting. And I've had it happen where I, you know, somebody and, and or myself was recording and we didn't have headphones on. And then we were done recording and later we went back to play it and there was corruption in the file, but we didn't know there was some kind of weird connect disconnect with a cord or something as we were doing it. We had to reschedule and do the whole thing over again. So save yourself the headache there. So you want to get a good microphone, but start with a decent microphone yeah. at least, you know, 60 to a hundred. Yeah. Just know 60 to a hundred. That's the price range. That's what you want to start with. Honestly, that can last you for a very long time and you can get really good quality out of that. Next up would be, you want to have a decent recorder. Now, again, sometimes depending upon what system you're using, like if you're using like a, a Riverside or a Squadcast, I use Ecamm live for the longest time. I used Skype, Ecamm's Skype call recorder. So I would call people, I'd connect and call people on Skype, yep. hit record on Ecamm, and then the software on my computer would record it. However, I mean, again, depends on how serious you are, you probably want to have some sort of hardware-based, not software-based recorder oh. happening also on your desktop, your physical desktop, not your computer desktop, because... Software can crash. Like if we were recording this and Riverside died, yeah. which I've experienced from different softwares, yeah. then you're done. Yeah. Like you've got to start all over. You don't know where the files are, et cetera. But if I was right now hitting, if I had hit record before we started and we had a backup recording, there you go. Oh, okay. So that's what I do. I've got the Rode Podcaster um, Pro or the Rodecaster Pro, I should say. And that's the original one that came out. There's now like a two and there's like a smaller one as well, the mini or something. Uh -huh. I think it's called the mini. But those are, look into those because so those have mixing boards in them. On that as well? They I have, I have yep, one have, sitting right here, yeah. Yeah, the Rodecaster's got, uh, you know, you can stick an SD card in it and you can hit the record button oh, okay. and it'll record to that. And then you can connect that. Like I'm, I'm actually using that to talk to you right now where it's through the USB. Uh -huh. So it's not just a software hardware rig to record on the desktop computer, but it also has its own recording capability. So I could pick this up, take it somewhere else, plug in four different microphones in a room and we could do a remote low record as well. Crazy. There's smaller versions of this now that are out that are really cool for that purpose. So, or to have more space on your, your desk here. Like I kind of, but again, this thing works. I, I, I don't need to upgrade. It does what it does yeah. until it died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it died, I'd be, you know, I'd be on the web immediately buying one yeah. or actually driving 45 minutes north to grab one from the Sweetwater music store. So awesome. <laughs> it's a necessity for me, yeah. especially for a backup. But I could get by again. I could get by with software base only with like the Ecamm that I use because it records separate tracks, full video and separate video tracks as well. All the good, you know, all that good stuff that you want. OK, um, so that's hardware. Let's see what else hardware wise is there. Um, I did mention software again, Descript is something that can, you can import your stuff and it'll, it'll transcribe it and you can then edit it that way by change, you know, deleting words will delete that out of the sound or vice versa. It has something called studio sound, which you can run on a process and it will beef up and or remove echo. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. it, it really, it, it just really is. Again, Adobe has 
something in their creative cloud now that's free for now. And I think it'll be part of their podcasting studio at some point uh, that you can find. And it's well worth trying and throwing in, you know, your audio files in there and see if that sounds any better for you. Let's see. So if there's any other hardware I'm trying to think of here, uh, depends on what kind of podcast you're doing. If you're, if you're going around and doing like remote recording, yeah. um, at this point, there are things you can plug into your iPhone that are going to sound great. There's other like handheld recorders, like the zoom that you can do that'll work great. Um, I've always been more desktop and or stationary based. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of mobile recording yeah. really project management kind of software that you use specifically for the podcast alone, where you track like, you know, how many episodes you're doing and what status each of them are at, whether it's, you know, if you, if you do guests, if the guest is booked, um, when they're recording, when that episode's going to come out, if you're collaborating with a partner or an editor, where that's at various stages, kind of like having it up on a, a big whiteboard mm -hmm. with cards that you just move across. Yeah from left to right as to what status it is. Those kind of things are coming to play. There's different versions of that, like Trello. Yeah, Trello and um, Trello's great. There's also ones out there like monday.com. ClickUp is another one. Uh, Asana is the Asana. one I was thinking Asana. of, actually. Okay. Asana is another one. Okay. So if you've got that, that you can set, I mean, and the great thing is, is you can set these up to work like that digital you know, board where you move it from yeah. left to right in, in its different stages and you add in notes and different people have different access abilities and all those kind of good stuff. It's great for productivity, but also great for planning and executing on a podcast awesome. as well. What, so. what can people expect to pay an editor and where's the best place to find editors? Yeah. Again, I was lucky. I was able to find a guy who I knew yeah. <laughs> and he was looking to get into it. And I was like, well, let's train you up on doing mine. And now he's doing other shows too. So he's got room to grow there. Again, it's kind of, I I'm, I want to go with somebody you trust. There's a bunch of different, like if you, if you Google, cause I did this a little bit. Um, if you look up like podcast job board, yeah. I think there's one out there called, called like that where people are posting these kinds of things. Okay. Also pod pros, P O D P R O S is a place where you can, you want to basically get into a podcast community okay. or multiple podcast communities and look there because that's where, again, you've already got sort of a vetted, um, people that have vetted people and yeah. said, yes, I had a great experience. Here's my editor. He has room, et cetera. So like for me, I know that like my editor, I think he has room now. So there's, there's definitely availability there. Would he want us to give him a shout out here or no? Or does he not want that? It's, it's, it's more, he wants I, I specific, like. Yeah. It, it'd probably be more of a, like, reach out to me yeah, and I can forward it, forward it over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could do a little so, betting. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I, cause I've done that. I've handed off one or two different people to yeah. him before and it's helped. So, okay, cool. Yeah. What, uh, what communities, any communities that you recommend? There is a discord server called the podcasters community. Hmm. And that's the one that I am part of. I would join that one. Cause it's, it's all just podcasters. Awesome. It's like our own private Slack for yeah. podcasters. And you just can ask and answer different questions. It's kind of like being in a Facebook group, but not being tied to Facebook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you, you don't get all these net notifications totally. that you got to wrangle. <laughs> totally. And it's just in there in Discord and you can open it and shut it and leave it alone. Um, that's great. Again, Pod Pros is another community that I threw out earlier. They do a great job. That's also a place where you can collaborate and like 
there's a different like ratings and review swap type thing oh, nice. that they do, which is great. Another thing they do is guesting and hosting swaps mm. where it's like, hey, I'm looking to guest on other shows. Well, I'm looking to have guests on my shows. Yeah. Sweet. Let's swap. And that's another part of that pod pro. You find is that, pod, in that. Is that a fa- is that a Facebook group? Pod pros or pod pros is just P-O-D-P-R-O-S dot com. Okay. And that's where you can find all the different things. Basically, it's one guy. I'm blanking on his name right now, but I'm sure it's here somewhere. Alex Sanfilippo. Basically, he's created this great community where different podcasters come together, independent podcasters and their guests to help each other out. Awesome. So what I was talking about earlier was pod match. Oh, okay. So you can put in, here's the type of guest I'm looking for. It's almost like a dating app Date, for yeah. podcasters. Yeah, mention that. Yeah, so that's a good one. Um, pod lottery, that's the one that does the different, like you do ratings and reviews and oh, you can pod swap, okay. swap those as well. He does a, a kind of a summit type of thing for podcast education called pod talks. And then there's a new thing called pod score, which is kind of like, you see what the health of your podcast is, you know, in other words, what type of podcaster are you? Gives you your podcaster personality type and then wow. gives you a roadmap to growing as a better podcaster based on oh. the answers that you gave. It, it takes about 20 minutes to fill out. I found it to be pretty accurate. Wow. I, it, it definitely identified some things that I had already identified for myself in terms of growth as a podcaster. And, and as well as monetization opportunities and different things like that, it kind of pointed those things out. And it didn't just say like, hey, you need to do this. It was like a 50 page report or something. I, I may be exaggerating, but it was yeah. it was extensive and it gave like, here's step one, step two, step three in terms of what you need to do next, if that's applicable to you. So wow. very, very, very helpful. Okay. So not to go backwards, but I don't think we talked about hosting. Who, what do you recommend for hosting? That's a good call. Yes. So one of the ones that's been around the longest is Libsyn. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N. Stands for Liberated Syndication. I remember hearing about them even back in 2005. They've been around at least that long or more. There are a lot of great hosting opportunities out there. So I started with Libsyn. I was then also using Fireside.fm. That's a great option. A friend of mine swears by Captivate.fm. I know that Transistor's another good one. Buzzsprout as well. One of the things that has kind of gone away or is changing a little bit right now, I have a friend who's just kind of, he's a musician, but that's not his day job. He's in a second season now of doing just like shows called A Song and a Friend. And he mm-hmm. has a song and he has, a, that's usually one he wrote or somebody else that he knows writ, has written. Mm. And he talks with them and it's very artistic driven. He's not looking to like build it and monetize it. It's more yeah. an artistic expression. He's very good. Like he's doing really oh. cool, like NPR type stuff. I don't know a better way to say it. Like than high, highly produced. Like narrative. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, and it sounds really good and it, he's telling a story and it's captivating. So I have been supporting him through having him as an alternate podcast inside of my hosting for like a year and a half now or something like that. Mm. I forget how long he's been doing it, but we're, we're going to move him over to Spotify for podcasters because it's free. And so since he's not looking to grow like into the thousands and thousands, at least not yet, he can always move later when he's ready. But for now, it's like, that's a quick, easy way to not have a minimum, you know, 10 to $20 a month charge for hosting, which for some people is kind of hard, especially when you're trying to get your, you know, you want to practice in public 
and you've already paid a hundred dollars out for a mic and you've got a 200, $300 recorder here and you've paid 20, 30, 50, a hundred, whether you're going monthly or annual on your recording software, you mm-hmm. know, it starts to all add up. And so having early days of hosting where you can stay there for free for hundreds to low thousands, if you grow with Spotify for podcasters, plus, you know, they've got options for ads where you can make a little bit to cover your other costs if you want. So that's yeah. something it's, it's new to me. It's actually new since like March of earlier this year. So we're going to move him over to that. And then I don't have to pay anymore, which is nice. Yeah. I just support him with, you know, other things, but that's another option for people that, that is new to the industry. Are you using Megaphone? I'm using Megaphone because I use an ad agency called True Native Media, and they okay. use that for their dynamic ad insertion, which is where, you know, something that I've read uh, can be put into a designated spot in my episodes and and or programmatic, like you'll have Keenan Thompson talking about Uber uh, or something randomly if I don't yeah. have an ad spot filled. And I get that through them and my partnership with them. I have access to that. So. Okay, so you get Megaphone through the partnership you have yes. with, what, yes. what's the name of the company called? True Native Media. I, recently, I had a Millionaire University promo that I uh-huh. read that was coming out on my show, and it was dynamically inserted, and we were connected through True Native Media, who facilitated all of that. Okay, so, because yeah. we're using an, an agency. I mean, we're you know testing it out, right? Yeah. And they got us hooked up on Megaphone, too. So that I, mm-hmm. I noticed that you were on Megaphone. It's pretty when, powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know fully how to take full advantage of it. But so we did the ads through there as well. You know, you can do the insertion of the ads. Yes, yes. What percentage of the ads have you found get filled when you allow for, I don't even know the words to use for this. Uh, when you Programmatic, allow, like, I think. If, if yeah, you're programmatic, thinking- yeah. Yeah, yeah yes, program- so so terminology here, dynamic ad insertion or DAI is yeah. what allows it to, as the file is being downloaded or streamed to the player, it drops those predetermined, like, so I don't know, however many months ago, I did an ad read for Millionaire University. Yeah. And so I recorded on my end, I've got it, I, I edit it down to, you know, the, the right appropriate amount of time. I upload it into the system. And then it inserts that into the appropriate place in my episodes. However, if we didn't have our deal going then at that time, then what can happen is those empty slots that I've yeah. already pre-designated for ads can be filled with something from the, uh, what is it called? Span, not spam. Oh, spam. Span. Okay. So it's Spotify podcast ad network. Okay. Because Spotify owns Megaphone. Yeah. And so it then has all those other different things like pet care. And what the great thing is, the great thing is that you can go in and you can say, okay, here's all the categories of the possible. I, I immediately checked no politics. And then yeah, no, for sure. No this, for no sure. that, no, you know. And then other things that didn't, you know, don't make sense for my show, hair salons or beauty products. So it's like, that doesn't, yeah. that's not my, that's not my audience, but I'll add in yeah. like, you know, Productivity techniques, and well, I mean, something like, you know, productivity software. So I'll get like a text expander or something else like that. So these are pre-read by somebody else and they show up in my show if the availability is there. I think what you're asking is if you've got that turned on and you don't have a deal going, how often are you finding that those are filled? I think for the most part, I've had them pretty full. Having an actual deal with somebody 
gets you more. And I've only been doing that dynamic for a year now. Wish I'd done it. You know, again, it's, it's a big overhaul. Dynamic is, is the now and future of podcast ads. Yeah. What, what I want to say to everybody is as you are creating your show now, whether you've started or already are already going, create a spreadsheet with the title of the episode, the release date, and then when the ad insertion points should be, whether they're all in one place and you do one or two or three at one place and that's the only place you do them, uh-huh. or if it's like a third of the way, halfway, and a third of the way to the end, and you write those time codes in so you have them when you're ready. Yeah. Because having 400 plus episodes, oh, man. having to go back through and uh... find them later is a pain. I can only imagine. You can find them quicker if you just look for it while you're working on the show or soon after. Like, again, if you're not going to do it right away, take a month's worth, you know, listen to it and be like, oh, there's a natural point. Boom, write it down. Do it at some point, but don't wait. Do it now. Capture that information now. Trust me. Because then when you get to that, you know, I've heard varying reports, whether it's like 500 downloads after 30 days or a thousand downloads or 5,000 downloads depends. Again, it depends. It really just depends. You can do brand deals too. Yeah. You don't have to, and, and affiliate stuff as well. And some of these places, like you don't have to do megaphone to do dynamic. Yeah. Uh, my friend, Jeff, he does captivate now. He just moved over and I mean, I'm not going to guess his numbers, but it's nowhere near like thousands, Yeah. but he can insert ads for his own courses mm. on there and swap them out and do different things. And that's because he, does, I mean, and again, he doesn't have to pay big bucks to like Spotify for megaphone to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. and other, other like Libsyn does dynamic as well. Okay. We kind of already went there. Um, but what are some of your other, what are the best tips you got for yeah. growth? First yep. of all, best tip for growth is consistently releasing a show. Okay. That's first and foremost. You, you just have to consistently release a show. And again, some people, I, I, it's funny because I was in, I'm, I'm now in this podcast. Uh, I jumped in it, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. It's a fight. It is a Facebook group mm-hmm. and it's a podcast promotion group. And I was just like, oh, let's check this out. And there was a guy in there who's like, I have such and such amount of downloads for such and such amount of episodes. And I'm kind of wondering whether it's worth it. And I was like, if you had, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know yeah. if this is right. If you had 75 downloads only yeah. of your 13, 13 episodes, I said, great job. Yeah, you got totally. 75 people together 13 different times yeah. to listen to you. How much would you pay to get that many people in a room with you yeah. 13 times? Yeah. Do not underestimate. So that's the starting point. You've got to keep it in mind that yeah. like, it's de- depending upon niche, depending upon topic, et cetera. Like it may feel like y- you don't have anything you do. Yeah. Especially if you can get to like, I mean, if you can get to a hundred first goal should be get to a hundred, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then get to two, get to five, get yeah. to a thousand, but consistent release is part of it. And the other thing that he was, the guy was saying was like, he releases like 13 episodes and he can only do like that twice in a year. And I'm like, great. Some people were suggesting, well, then go bi-weekly, do every other week to stretch yeah. it out. And you yeah. got a whole year. Others were like, well, 
can you put out, you know, re-release the episodes? And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'd re-release. Yeah. You only got, you only have 13. Yeah. You yeah. Only have yeah. 26. yeah. Like, that's a little iffy. You can see why this gets a little bit nitty gritty and, and contextual every time. Yeah. But what I will say is, is commit to a schedule and then follow through on that schedule. Whether okay. it's by, if you can't, if you can only do one a month, you do one a month. If you yeah. do one every other week, do one every other week. Don't burn yourself out. Yeah. And make make a plan, and then do it consistently. Beyond that, then you get into you interact in some of these communities, like I was talking about earlier. Somewhere it's permission given to promote your show, and vice versa, and that's great for discovery. Another way is jump in on that pod pros, the pod match thing. Yeah. Guest on offer to guest on other shows, getting in front of other podcast listeners and hosts is one of the best ways to bring that audience make make them aware of you first and or then since they're already listening they can literally my phone's not sitting here on the desk i would pick it up and i would open up the podcast <laughs> app and say oh i'm listening to justin and eric talk right now but while i'm listening to eric talk i'm like you know what i think i want to check out his show well you can yeah. keep that playing and then search for beyond the to-do list and then yeah. hit follow on it right while you're listening to this. Mm. And that's the other piece is just one consistency and deliverability Two community. Three is have good guests on your show. If that's your style of show yep. and four offer to be a guest and share your expertise on other shows. And so communities, like I've mentioned earlier, though, these are some of the best ways to do that and get support to be consistent awesome. as well. Awesome. After you interview someone and your show goes out, do you send them social media, something via like for social media that they can post or something like that? Yeah. I always try to post, uh, first and foremost, post myself okay. and tag them in it as much okay. as possible. All any, any and all of the places that you okay. can. Uh, number two, I try to create certain social media assets if possible. Again, when you have when you're wearing all the hats, like we yeah. talked about at one point, that can be a bit difficult. But that's one of the things that now my editor is starting to do more of. He's involved with mm. in terms of our system. He's he's earmarking. Hey, there's a soundbite. Here, there, there's a soundbite. Yeah. Those make sense, and he can start to pull those together, and we can create audiograms, etc. From from that. Okay. And or visuals. So that is. Uh, there's a debate. There's a lot of debate out there as to whether audiograms work. Cause it's like, well, just cause they heard a snippet doesn't mean they're going to just jump over to your show. Sure. But maybe if they come into contact with you enough times, yeah. or if the guest shares it out and says, I loved talking to Eric about such and such here. Yeah. Sometimes that validation, that, that word of mouth by, um, not word of mouth. What is just the, again, that vetting, those vetting yeah. signals like, yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys got to listen. You, you have to listen to this. I've had a couple of those where it's like, Oh my gosh, this is the, the most fun podcast I've ever been on. Yeah. He asked super intelligent questions. Yeah. I said, not braggingly about what they said about me. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's about that relationship and it's about that ongoing relationship as well. Okay. So let's get into the monetization. How can someone make money from a podcast? You got to grow your podcast yes. to make money from it. But yep. Yeah. So first and foremost, again, don't balk on the size of your audience. Yeah. It's kind of like email marketing where you send something out to the total number. And then it's like that smaller number that opens it. And that even smaller number that opened it clicks. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. And you just got to be okay with that. Yeah. But to get started, you can 
do things like if you've got your own course or if you've got your own this or that, like you lend credibility to that course by the quality of your content. And then if you do dynamic ad insertion or baked in, you can, that's what it's called. Like when you just read it and it's in yeah. part of the file and it's always there, it's totally fine. You can do those kinds of things. You can have a small micro purchase that gets your audience used to, oh, you know what? I want to pay you. Yes, yeah. I will. Number two, Patreon. You can do a oh, Patreon yeah. or a Supercast. That's another version of Patreon that's more specifically for podcasters. Um, in fact, actually, Patreon just announced an integration with Spotify that I'm kind of curious that. about. I think I got well. an email about that today. Yeah. So that's another option where if you have ads, you can create an ad-free version. If you want to give them access to you can give it out there and just say, hey, give me a dollar a month. A lot of people might do that. One, two, three dollars a month as your first tier, and you give them one reward for for being part of that, or like access to you. They can they have your private email or something, yeah. <laughs> or you know the ability to ask questions in the Patreon itself. Different tiers, different rewards, different amounts of access. That's Patreon. Um, that's a consistent way to to have something come in as well. And again, you know, then you've got your major things like courses that are worth fifty, a hundred, two hundred. I can keep going, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Or memberships like yeah. that as well, which Patreon's kind of like a membership, but it's yeah. it's more like supporting the show kind of a thing. And you've got your various tiers. And then you've got like programmatic ads like we talked about earlier, where if you don't have, you can do brand deals where it's like, hey, I'll mention your show or I'll mention your product on my show. And you can reach out to people and say, hey, I'll mention you on my show. And in exchange for a certain amount per month or yeah. certain amount per episode, those kinds of things. You'd be amazed. There's a lot of great creators out there that you can find. But if you look for like brand deals and podcasting, you'll come up with some of those people that are teaching creators how to do this, yeah. um, how to navigate these the right way, those kinds of things. And that's great. That's a good way to get started. Again, doing a, doing a portfolio of all these things is really where it's going to be coming from. Yeah. And then obviously you have like, you know, you're, you work with an agency or work directly with ads for ads and ad read stuff and or promo swaps. You can, you know, you can swap them again. That's a growth tool as well, but you also can have people pay to promo their show mm -hmm. on your show. You can also do the opposite. If you want to grow, you can pay to be promo on someone else's. Yep. So let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. What about, I noticed some of your episodes, you have like a feed drop at the end. Is that what, is that what it's called? A feed drop? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a, yeah. So it's called, um, this is a great option. It's called pod roll. And mm. what that does is it adds like a snippet or a promo on the back end of the show and people can go there and, and it's kind of another way to have exposure for people there on, uh, your episode and certain people will pay for that as well. I haven't seen like tons come through for that just yet. But at the same time, it's it's something. So what is that a, a service? Podroll? Yeah, podroll.com. Okay. Podroll.fm, I think, is what it actually is. So that's not like a swap thing. It's not like they do a feed drop for you. Am I using the it, terminology right? Like if, if someone takes an episode and they put it on their podcast, that's like a feed drop, right? That's a feed drop. This is kind of like that, but it's piggybacking off of an existing episode like you. It's like um, you already are putting out. It's yeah. kind of like dynamic ad insertion meets feed dropping. Okay. Where at the end of my show, an episode or a 10 minute clip of millionaire university shows up yeah. there with an intro by Justin pod roll 
Bitcoin.fm facilitates that as an option. Okay. And it's a cool way to, you know, it's kind of like a cool way to expose people to stuff. So do you have show. your show goes on other people's like through pod I have not done that yet. I'm considering it, but I've edited and picked and chosen okay. certain episodes that I like or certain shows that want to be on mine. And I've said yes to those. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to do at some point here, I've made, I think I've made like $250 so far over the past yeah. two, yeah. three months. It's nothing yeah. amazing, but at the same time, I'm like, well, but if I use that to then promo my show on somebody else's, then that's a growth mechanism yeah so yeah exactly we'll see okay it's still cool. early days it was like summer when that kind of started yeah but you can get the gist of that there what is shortcast what's that okay that's a whole, so that's a whole <laughs> other, let's see if i can figure out if you go to gosh i'm gonna and i'm gonna be ramping up on this i have a i personally have a partnership deal with blinkist so if People go to beyondthetodolist.com slash Blinkist. That's where you can get a free seven-day trial of Blinkist. Blinks are basically short versions with the key ideas of the best-selling nonfiction. So new book comes out. You want to jump in there. You can get like in 15 minutes, you can get the gist of the book, decide whether you want to buy it, something like that. Okay. Shortcasts is also, you can also listen to it. You can read it on your phone, read it on your desktop or iPad, whatever. Uh, but you can also listen to it read. Shortcasts is a short version of select podcasts like mine. Mm -hmm. I've done like, there's like 75 episodes that are like seven to 10 minutes of my show. Yeah. And so those are in there as well. You can binge all of them if you wanted to mm. in less than seven days. But that's something you can check out there. And I have basically a content creator partnership agreement with them. That's something you can try and do, but they, they reached out to me and a chunk of other podcasters. Yeah. I have, however, and this is about to come out, created a productivity guide inside of Blinkist on time management that's going to walk you through over the course of about three hours it's going to connect different lessons from me and different blinks or shortcasts all inside of Blinkist. So again, this is a long-term brand deal I have done with Blinkist yeah. and is very helpful for me. But again, that's something that I've done because I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. But that's not to say there's not opportunities like that for others. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just fascinating all the things you yeah. can do, right? Yeah. I, I just think it's wild and it's awesome. And that's why we love being entrepreneurs is... A long time ago, you're like, oh, I like podcasting. And then you learned about social media and you, and now you like, you are so well connected, right? Am I speaking the truth? You're very well connected. You've done hundreds of interviews with all kinds of very successful entrepreneurs. Uh, you're an overnight success, right? No, you started years <laughs> yeah. ago and you've just. Yeah, the, the overnight success in, in the making of 11 years, you know, like that's. That's the thing is like, it takes, I don't want anybody to hear me and say, oh, I'm not going to be able to do like, here are the things like there, there are things that I have said here that are going to help you leapfrog where I was totally, years ago. Exactly. That's my point. Like yeah. this, this whole thing is such in its infancy. And I yeah. started not really knowing what I wanted to do or how I wanted to do it and had different scenarios in my day job and home life and my own personal hangups and self-sabotage, et cetera, yep. that I have worked through and continue to work through. And again, the industry is changing. You can start now, or if you've already started, great. You've already got 
some some leeway. You got some momentum. But I hope that some of the things that I've said here helps inspire one and two helps you like rethink, reperspective what's possible because mm-hmm. it's way more possible. In fact, I probably shouldn't be sharing this, but I'm going to anyway. Like a friend, my editor friend and I and another friend have an idea for another podcast. Mm. And it's a whole other thing to start a new podcast yeah. now than it was two, three, five, ten years ago. Yep. yep. And how to get growth, et cetera, et cetera. All and it's right. like we've got, I mean, there's lots of lessons learned that yep. we will pour into this new one and ideally be working on it, you know, late this year into early next and awesome. launch it. And I'm very excited about it. That's so, exciting. Okay. I can't wait for that. I'm sure you'll all hear about it by then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Eric, this has been awesome. You're an inspiration. Um, and what I love, kind of what we talked about in this episode and the last one, the one that we did on productivity, is you're not like this guy that's like working. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not like working 80 hours a week and you're taking breaks no. and you're taking naps, but you're just consistent. You're just going, yep. you're doing it. Um, and I think that's the key to success, right? Like, to me, starting a business or making money, like it's not rocket science. Like literally there's two guys here like telling you what to do and you can learn anything you want. You just got to know where you want to go. You don't got to work 80 hours a week. You don't got to like hustle till you're dying, but just one step at a time. And I think that yeah. you're a great example of that. Yeah. I mean, again, I, if, if anything, I would say figure out how to hustle occasionally in the margins that you create in your life yeah, and then say, okay, that project's done. What's the next one? Yep. What's the timetable for that? So I don't burn out yeah. as I'm trying to grow this side hustle and eventually into an actual thing and make the leap. So I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Well, I would ask if you have anything else to share, but I think you've kind of, I think we've covered just about everything, right? I've got tons more to share, but we're out of time. <laughs> yeah, we're out of time. Totally, totally. Awesome. Well, Eric, it's been great talking to you. Um, you're just a, you too. You're just an awesome dude, man. So my, my wife and I Thank were you. saying that too. Like, you're just easy to connect with. I know we went over. I appreciate you taking the time. No, um, no worries. And and again, I, I'll throw the favor back to you and say, and the thanks back to you and say, I had a really great time talking with the two of you on my show. So. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. I feel like we could have done a lot better, but hey, that's what editing's for. <laughs> <laughs> that's what editing is for. It's to, no one's going to know. You don't need to call it out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm an open book, man. I'm an open book. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Eric. We'll, we'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. What? Are you even kidding me right now? Eric dropped so much gold in that episode. Be sure to check out Eric at beyondthetodolist.com or follow Beyond the To-Do List podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the next episode of the Millionaire University podcast, I will be talking with my good friend, John Teasley, on how just a few years ago, he bought a laundry mat as a side hustle and has grown that to a thriving laundry service business and how you can do the same. So if you have yet to do so, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening now. And we will talk to you next time on the Millionaire University podcast. Class dismissed.